Thanks for joining us today. At City Life, we have one purpose, making it easy for people to say yes to Jesus. We believe today's message will empower you to do exactly that. But remember that church is so much more than a sermon you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life. Oh, what a great day in God's house. Welcome church online and our studio audience. I've always wanted to say that. It's kind of hilarious. There's like five of them sitting there. But you know what? Why don't you elbow five the person beside you if you're by yourself or even if you're not by yourself. You know what? Comment on the feed. Make sure you go on if you're watching wherever you're watching. Check in. Let us know you're watching. And you know what? What would be something really cool you could do? Put one thing, just post one thing you are thankful for from this past week. One thing that you are grateful for. One thing that was awesome about this week. Even if it was that you got out of bed if you did that. Some of you probably didn't even do that. Some of you are like, this is the best time. I get to just stay in my comfy clothes all the time. But you know what? We want to you know, a great way to connect is to just let us know how you're doing. And, you know, one of the other things that you could do is if you have questions as we go this morning, just post your questions online. Jeremy already mentioned about pastor chat on Wednesday nights. We are actually, my husband and I, if you tuned in, it was a trip. It's like two 50-year-olds trying to figure out technology. If anything, it's a good laugh. So, but we do want your questions, so you can post your questions online, or you can send them in later this week. It'll be good. But you know what? I know the very real reality for many here, and many of you this week, it, it was probably most likely a tougher week for a lot of different reasons. And you know, for those of you that have kids, your kids are home. 24-7. <laughs> and it's just like their kids are going crazy and the kids are done with, you know, being out of school or just they want to be out with friends and it's been hard. Or, you know, if you are suddenly have now become one of those homeschool parent teachers, it might have been a tough week because you suddenly realized you forgot elementary math. And it's so painful. Or if you were a French immersion parent and you're realizing Life is crazy because you don't know a stitch of French, and your poor child is supposed to be continuing their French classes. Actually, we had one of our church families say, listen, I know French. If parents need help with their French, with their kids, contact me. We will get you connected with that person. Thank you, Val, if you're watching. I'm sure you are. But you know what? You're st and students, you know what? You might be like, oh, man, I don't know how I can do school online. But for others, you know, it was a tough week because it's a very real reality of you got laid off, the job you were supposed to start didn't start, or maybe just a lot of pre-COVID issues are magnified about 10 times now. And you know what? I want you to know, you got to know that we are with you. We have been praying for you. The staff, we have been gathered. We've been praying every week. We've been praying throughout the week for you. And I want to encourage you, get connected online. Yeah. Jared talked about Zoom. 
We'll get more of that to you in the weeks or in the days to come. Not the weeks to come, but we'll get that to you in the days to come. But I want to encourage you in the next, we're going to be getting all of our small groups, our virtual groups up online in the next few days. Some of them are already going. And I want to encourage you, you know what? Even if you've never hosted a group before, consider hosting a group. If you like to game, what a great opportunity to get some people together. You can just encourage each other. You can share your win or something you're thankful for. It's just there's something about seeing faces to remind ourselves we're not just doing life alone and you know what and and I really want to encourage you get connected get connected I also want you to know that you know what God is with you you need to know that and maybe you don't think a lot about God maybe you're tuning in because a friend said you know hey come you know you got to watch this show or maybe you're tuning in because you just there's something that's been stirring in your soul and maybe you don't think much about God or maybe the thoughts that you don't think are happy thoughts about God I really am believing that before we're to, before we wrap up today that will change so I got a bit of a different type of message. I'm going to do something I haven't done before. I'm not going to use my, well, I'm sort of not using my normal notes, but I kind of am. But I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, one of the best tools that I know. I am going to give you one of the tools that I really believe is going to, it's, it's what my own go-to is when life throws a curveball at me. It is a tool that helps me focus. It's a tool that brings peace. It's a tool that helps bring protection. I don't know about you, but this place right up here, it's got all sorts of crazy going on. When life isn't crazy, let alone when crazy happens, it's just a whole nother level of crazy. But what I, when life throws a curveball, what I do is I pick up the most powerful weapon we have, God's word, and I use it. You know what? The issues that are plaguing our world today, they are not going to be solved by the methods, the ideas, the knowledge, and the skills of broken humans. <laughs> we need something greater. We need the power of God. We need God's power. And you know what the good news is? We can access it. It's right here. This is the most powerful weapon. And so what I want to do, I want to read to you what I think is quickly becoming what I call the COVID theme chapter in the church around the globe. Because as we jump in, you're going to see. It actually pertains very much, I think it connects very well to the circumstances of our world. And this chapter is out of the book of Psalms. And it, just another good reason to read the Psalms is because the Psalms cover and give expression to just about every emotion that a human being could experience. There, it's everything from the highs, the lows, the in-betweens, the God, why did you dump me? Where are you? Kind of lonely feelings. But the Psalms are powerful. And so I'm going to read and I'm just going to try to comment as we go, if I can hold my Bible and preach at the same time. I don't know if you can see all the sticky notes in my Bible, but it's a little bit scary. <laughs> but church, you know what? I really believe I want to if you have a Bible, grab your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, please comment online and someone will help you get connected to downloading a Bible right now. And if you want a hard copy Bible, you can also comment online and we will somehow get a hard copy, real physical Bible into your hands. 
But the chapter that I'm reading today is chapter 91, Psalm 91. And I love this book. I love Psalms and I love this chapter especially. And there are some amazing promises. And I really believe that the power of God, this book is not like any other book. The words on the pages of this book are not like any other words from any other book. When we speak these words out, something transforms in our spirit. Something comes alive in us like never before. God's word is powerful. This word right here can get inside and it can undo what is all tied up, what's all knotted up in our soul, in our thinking. It can be the banishing power to fear, anxiety, panic, like nothing else. This thing actually works. And it's my prayer, it's my belief that as I am reading, you're going to find a whole new sense of peace and a whole new sense of freedom. And so I'm going to start Psalm 91. And I realized as I'm reading this, the verses are going to be a little bit different from what I'm reading. There are two versions of the Amplified Bible, and I have one, and you have a different one on the screen. But they're close, so I think you can still follow along. But Psalm 91 says this, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed or shall rest and be stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe, no enemy can withstand. Man, I love that. Two key words in this very first verse. One is dwell, one is remain. And you know that word dwell talks about where we live, where we make our home. You know, I want to encourage this church, I want you to think about where are you dwelling these days? Where are you remaining where are we going to fix ourselves? Are we dwelling in the chaos? Are we dwelling in the uncertainty? Are we dwelling in the fear and the panic around us? Are we dwelling in the gloom? Are we dwelling in the news? Are we dwelling on social media that just kind of fuels the frenzy in us? Or are we dwelling? And you know what? This is so important. Maybe, and Jesus described it this way. The word he used for dwell was abide. And he said, I'm abiding in the Father, and I'm inviting you to abide in me. And I want to say, what are we abiding in? What are you going to abide in? What are you going to fix yourself in? You know, we're going, we want to abide, not in the news around us. We don't want to abide in the chaos around us. We want to abide in God's presence. We want to abide in the secret place. What is that? The secret place is God's presence. It's we are so close to God that his presence is the most amplified thing around us. And some of you watching are just like, I don't know how to do that. How do I abide? Like, what does that actually mean? Does it mean we just pray and worship all day? Well, some of you might have some extra time now. You actually might be able to do that. <laughs> but maybe not every day. But you know what you could do? If you do have extra time is... Instead of just, you know, get to the projects you wanted to do. Get to know the kid that you maybe don't know that well. But you know what? Don't just, 
Don't just kind of hole up and just kind of ride out. Take the extra time and develop some new spiritual habits that maybe you haven't had time for before, that maybe you haven't. And take that time to just quiet yourself in God's presence. Read scripture. Get reading with other people. We're going to set up some virtual read rooms that you can read and get into the word of God together. You know what? Maybe you're in the group of people that are more like frontline workers who your workload has like quadrupled. And you're like, how the heck can I abide? What does it actually look like? Well, you know what you can do? You can, you can, it's abiding is really about reminding ourselves of what story we're a part of. See, as Jesus followers, it's reminding ourselves of who God is. It's reminding ourselves that God is with us. It's reminding ourselves. It's even taking maybe even these verses, some of these verses, and writing them on sticky notes and putting them on your car dash as you're driving to work or as you're doing work, read them over. But where will we abide? You know, I think it's interesting. It says they will remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, what is that talking about? Well, you know, it's when you're so close to God that darkness, you can stay at peace and at rest in the darkness because the darkness doesn't mean God is absent. You're in the shadow because you're so close to him. You are so close to him. And the darkness isn't the darkness of the world around us. The darkness is because the shadow of God Almighty is around you. Where do you run when the heat is on? You run to the shadows. You run to that place of refuge. And he goes on. David, he said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, on him I lean, I rely, and in him I confidently trust. And you know, these first two verses are actually the key for the reality of the promises in the rest of this chapter being ours. Where we dwell and what we declare. Where we dwell And what we declare will determine the environment or the atmosphere we live under. They will determine how we will rest in peace and security. Look at, I will say, you know what, our language is so important in this time, church. I really want to encourage you. Let's use words. Let's use language that is hopeful, that is future-focused. Let's, I will, there is an intentionality about our speech, about our language. We don't have to say what's the rest of the world say. We don't have to say what's not happening. But hope, here's the thing, hope and hopelessness are both contagious. What are we going to spread? What are we going to spread? I will say of the Lord, he is my fortress. He is my refuge. And making God your refuge, that is your protection. God is your protection. You know, frontline workers, health workers, or people, you know, you're working with um, places, you're working in places where you're, you're worried about being exposed, or you're worried about exposing yourself to people who are exposed, and then exposing yourself and causing harm to others, or you're just, you're worried, some of you pregnant moms, you're very concerned about what's going to happen, is my baby okay, is this going to work out, you know what, you need to know you are in God's protection, God is your refuge, God is your shelter, Verse 3, for then he will deliver you from the snare or the trap of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. You know what? There are two viruses going on right now in our world. One, COVID-19, we don't have a lot of control over. But there is a second virus called fear and panic. And we do have a lot of control over that one. In fact, in here where it says... 
the trap. That word literally means dread. And God wants to deliver us from that trap, from that fear, from that virus. We don't have to fear anything. We will, I, then he will deliver you from the trap of the fowler, the deadly pestilence, verse 4. Then he will cover you with his pinions. What are those? What's parts of his wings? God does not have wings, just for the record. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and our armor. His truth and his faithfulness, in other words, his promises, are our shield. I love how the Passion Translation, it says it this way. It says, God's massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. Verse 5, you will not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor of the arrow, the evil plots or slanders of the wicked that flies by day. And you know what? That Those arrows, we don't have a lot of arrows flying around at us today, but you know what we do have? We have this. We got thoughts. We got those arrows in, in Scripture. They're a picture of the accusations and the lies the enemy would throw at us. I don't know about you, but have you ever... Have you ever noticed that when, like, real stress in life hits, or even circumstances like right now, all sorts of unrelated thoughts start popping up in your head? Like, you start remembering past failures, your mistakes, all of your weaknesses. And it's like, what is that? These thoughts are completely unrelated. You know what? They're the accusations the enemy would try to bring at you. You're not going to make it through this. Your business has failed. You are a failure. This is God's punishment on you. You're never going to make it out. You, everything financially, it's just going to tank. You're never going to have anything for the future. Those are the accusations of the enemy. But you know what I want to tell you? Jesus was the one through his death on the cross. He broke the power of the accuser to accuse us. Scripture tells us that the accuser of God's children has been thrown out. He has no more power. We don't have to let those accusations. We don't have to fear those accusations. The pestilence that stalks in the darkness, we don't have to fear. Nor the destruction and the sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. We don't have to fear. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. You know what? We don't need to fear. We don't need to fear death. And when God, you know, when we don't need to fear death for a couple reasons. Have you ever heard that phrase or that saying, you can't kill a man if he's dead? It's very applicable. And you know why we don't have to fear death as Jesus followers? We don't have, fear, have to fear death because there's only one way to follow Jesus. It's as a living dead person. <laughs> it's as a living dead person. It's like Paul, he said, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the Son of God who gave himself for me. See, to follow Jesus, there's only one way to follow Jesus. And it's to follow him through life and the life that he promises is abundant, eternal life now, but it's life even beyond this life. And we don't have to fear death. Verse 8, 
It says, verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand. It shall not come near you. It's not going to get into your soul. He says, only a spectator will you be. You yourself are inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward against the wicked. You know what? You would just open your eyes and see the good thing that God is doing. But I want to make something clear. It's talking about God will witness the reward when God is dealing with the wicked, I'm going to clarify something. What's going on in our world is not God's punishment. It's not God's punishment on our world. God's heart is for creation. You know, we live in a broken world, and we have broken humans running our world. And so broken people do broken things, and our world just doesn't work right. I explained it to somebody this way. It's like God gave humanity rule on earth. He gave us that place of ruling and reigning. And he said, earth is your domain. Take care of it. And it's like when my kids were little and I said, here's your room. This is your domain. You got to take care of it. But when they did it and left Legos all over the floor and then stepped on Legos and started screaming at me for the pain and for the problems, it's like, uh, you didn't keep your room clean. <laughs> you stepped on the Lego. I'm very sorry about that, but you got to keep your room clean. You know, there's stuff going on on our planet. It's just broken. It doesn't work right. But the good news is that God is in the business of restoring. That's the reason Jesus Christ came. It's the reason. It's what he did when he rose from the grave. He rose and he started a new creation reality. God is restoring. He is healing. And sometimes before things get better, it hurts. I'm going to keep reading because i got to keep finish, go keep going here. I have no idea where I'm at. Spectator. Here we go. You're going to be a spectator because. Everyone say because. 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 Thank you, studio audience. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the most high your dwelling place. In other words, you have made. It's an intentional thing. Man, sometimes seasons like this, we've been riding on the coattails of somebody else's faith. Now is a time when we can make faith in following Jesus our own. Because you have made the Lord your refuge in the most high your dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. For he will command his angels, his messengers, a, to, a special charge over you to accompany, to protect and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience. They will bear you up or lift you up on their hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. And you know what? I think this verse is interesting because there are some things that God will carry you over and there are some things he wants us to march on. He says he will tell his angels, he will cause his messengers to carry you over the what? The little things. The messengers will carry us over the little things, but the big things he wants us to march on. What's that about? You know what? Those little things, those stones, it says, so your foot won't even be dashed. You won't trip up on a stone. It's like God will carry you. And you might be at a place where you just feel so weak and overwhelmed. You feel like it's all the little things. 
are just too much for you, God is going to carry you. God is here today to carry you. You need to know that. But you also need to know, church, we need to know, we need to remind ourselves of the authority we have in Jesus who has triumphed over all the work of the enemy, every one of those things. We will tread on the lion. What do lions do? They devour. What is trying to devour your sanity? What's trying to devour your peace? Jesus has given you power and victory over that. The, the serpent, the snake, what do snakes do? They bite. They have poison. And that means those words and those lies the enemy would throw at us. Man, God has given us power and authority. Here we go. We're coming into the home stretch. Because, say again, here we go. Because. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name. He has a personal knowledge of my mercy, my love, my kindness. He trusts and relies on me knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. And man, this is a time, church, I, he has set. Look at this. Because he has set. Again, it's intentional this is a time and this is a season for honing our focus to pursue God with a passion like we have never pursued him before I want to encourage you turn isolation into solitude there is a big difference how do you do that you don't just need to isolate we can turn it into a solitude solitude refreshes isolation just breeds fear anxiety worry all sorts of other stuff I actually am not practicing isolation I'm practicing appropriate social spacing using some ass there you go appropriate social spacing I think that's much more fun to use just use your ass look at the person beside you say use some ass use some ass there we go appropriate social spacing yes I said that in church because he has set his love upon me therefore I will deliver him I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name. See, what is our deliverance? Your bank account, your investments, your status, the health report. None of those things, our works, they're not what save us. But it's because we know and we understand the name of who our God is. And knowing his name means you know his character. You know his person. You know his faithfulness. He will call upon me. And oh, this is where it gets good. Start counting in your Bible. This is why it's good to follow along your Bible. Start counting. Look at this. He will call upon me. This is us. And God says, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. And I will honor him. Verse 16, with long life will I satisfy him. And I will let him see my salvation. God says, you call once and I'm going to meet you five times. God is always ready to meet us more than what we call. God will always meet you in a greater way than what you can imagine. We need to begin to call upon God. God like never before church you need to know in history pressure distressing times just crazy like this has always been good for the church always see when pressure hits this is when true disciples we thrive in this kind of environment 
this kind of environment, this is when those that are true disciples of Jesus Christ, man, it, this kind of stuff makes us stronger. It makes us more resilient. It makes us more compassionate. But you know what? If you've got just habitual or cultural faith, you know what? It shows itself in tough times too, and it will not hold you up. It will not sustain you. But here's the good news. All it takes is a decision today. God, I am making my faith, my trust in you real. I'm going to seek you with my whole heart. I am going to use this opposition for opportunity. It all depends on where we position ourselves. Where are you dwelling? What are you declaring? Wherever you're at, whether you are with friends, by yourself in your room, I want you to just close your eyes. And I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and it's a prayer of saying, God, I'm going to trust you. It's a prayer. It's words giving language. And I'm going to pray, especially for those of you that you have felt so far from God. You've never experienced the reality of God. And I was praying for you this morning, and I believe so strongly that you are going to experience the presence of God in your room, in your bedroom, in your car, in your living room like you've never experienced Him before. And I want wherever you're at, I want us to all pray this prayer together because even though everybody in your living room might be a follower of Jesus, you are still agreeing with someone in some room, some space that is watching that this is that first declaration and nobody prays alone. Right. And I want to invite us, can we pray together? Say, Jesus, I thank you for your grace and your mercy and your great love. Thank you for everything that you've done for me, for the death on the cross, for your rising again and starting a new beginning. I say yes to new creation life. I say yes to following you and living in the abundant life. Jesus, would you teach me? how to dwell in your presence, how to abide in you from this day forward. Amen. Amen. I just want to pray one for the prayer. Just keep your eyes closed. And I'm going to pray for every one of you where fear and panic has just been so overwhelming. And I believe right now that in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power, the authority of Jesus Christ, Fear, panic, anxiety, worry, strife, inner turmoil. I command it in Jesus' name to be broken off of the people, the children of God now. I say, be gone. I say, peace come in. Jesus, we declare you are the Prince of Peace, the Lord of all. I declare joy overtaking anxiety. I declare hope overtaking anxiety. I declare the freedom that comes with knowing who we are in Jesus Christ to be the defining reality for every person in the sound, hearing the sound of my voice. I declare you are a free, you are a loved, you are a chosen, you are a new creation child of God not because of anything you've done but because of who Jesus is and what he's doing now for you in Jesus name amen can we shout together amen amen, amen. God is so good
And I know for some of you, this was like, what in the world just happened? You know what? Some of you today is a brand new start. You know what? We've got a great video coming up that's going to give you all the what to do next, all your next steps. Church, it has been such a great morning with you. We know that this is just a start. 1130, jump on Zoom. Make sure you come in. Just check in and say hi. If you're new with us, watching for the first time, get on Zoom. Just come in and say hi. We just want to see your face. It's just a quick check in and check out. You don't have to hang out long. But you know what? This is a new thing that God is doing. Church, be encouraged. Get connected this week. And I want you to believe God is going to be your safe place and your refuge. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you said yes to Jesus, we're so excited. We'd love to help you take your next step. You can click on the link in the chat, cty.lc slash next step. Fill out the form and somebody would love to get in touch with you and help you on your journey. We look forward to connecting with you this week through things like virtual groups, daily devos, and pastor chat. Stay up to date by following us on Instagram and Facebook and on our website or app. We love you. We're praying for you. And together, we can bring the hope of Jesus to our world.